Thanks for tuning in to Mysteries of the Mind, a podcast revealing the way our unconscious minds shape our lives. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Bader. Okay, so I'm going to do a couple of uh, podcasts um, now about the psychological effects of the quarantine and the COVID-19 pandemic. And the first one is called uh, Quarantine is Forever. So the greatly elevated incidence of mental illness, depression, anxiety, irritability, substance abuse, among other things, that stems from the coronavirus quarantines. Uh, This is well known, and it's increasingly discussed online and across various media platforms. And the causes of our mental suffering, if you will, ranges... Uh, range from the trauma of social isolation to really debilitating economic insecurity. And these causes are well-studied and well-known. But I want to focus attention on another cause of our suffering that has been underemphasized, which is this, the psychic effects of the simple but irreducible fact that our current situation may very well persist indefinitely. So it's the time dimension that I think accounts for some of the intensity of the suffering. See, people can tolerate a lot of pain if relief is within reach. Consider your garden variety pre-pandemic depression. See, a crucial part of the clinically depressed mind is the belief that suffering is the natural and inevitable state of affairs. See, that what is, is the way reality will always be. The logic of depression, in other words, is that the past determines the future, and that loss, grief, disappointment, self-criticism, and helplessness are never-ending. The author, Elizabeth Wurzel, put it this way. She said, quote, That's the thing about depression. A human being can survive almost anything as long as she sees the end in sight. But depression is so insidious and it compounds daily that it's impossible to ever see the end. The fog is like a cage without a key. See, this is how we experience depression in normal times. But... Consider what happens to such suffering during this period of social disruption and quarantine. The world mirrors and exaggerates the logic of depression. The fact is, you know, we don't know how or when it'll be safe to return to some semblance of normal life. We just don't know. We're told that we'll have to wait uh, 12 to 18 months minimum for a vaccine. But even so, we don't even know that for sure. So whatever frustration and stress we feel right now, the objective reality is that the solution or the endpoint is not really in sight. Thus, I would argue this, that social reality mirrors and reinforces the logic of the depressed mind. 
this uh, year to 18 months that we're told it'll take to create a viable vaccine seems like forever. Forever. Stuck at home forever. Unable to go to a restaurant and sit indoors forever. Unable to work out in a gym forever. Unable to go to school forever. Of course, it isn't literally forever, but see, to the depressed or anxious mind, objective reality really hardly matters, right? Subjectively, a year seems like forever, and that prospect is corrosive to one's mind and body and spirit. And of course, none of this is to deny that for some people, the loss of a job, a family member, or their health might very well be permanent. When people experience the drumbeat of the same rhythms, the same habits, the same environment, the same people or lack thereof, the groundhog day-like quality of our experience impales us so much more when we see it stretching on into a distant and uncertain future. One day bleeds into the next, creating a feeling of timelessness that's frightening when projected into the future. Now, though I'm a therapist, I don't really have any special psychological tips for helpful ways of dealing with this monotony that seems to stretch into a dreadful forever. I've really only seen a few things that have any real positive effect, and then only with some people. First, it's important to fight against any type of self-blame. The oppression you feel is not your fault and is shared by millions of people. Second, you might get some peace of mind by trying any one of the many different types of mindfulness or meditation techniques that are out there. And third, I think we'd all benefit from lowering our expectations and to consider just getting through another day without harming ourselves or others as a success. A successful day means just getting through it. I fear that all of the self-help gurus running around urging us to use our quarantine productively, you know, for example, to, I don't know, learn another language or develop our creativity, that these are inadvertently setting up standards that invite people to feel like failures. Sure, some people can and do get satisfaction from these uh, pursuits, but many more feel inadequate if they can't do them. And instead, if they just opt to watch Netflix and eat takeout food. The self-blame that people feel adds to the stress and the pain. It'd be more productive... I think, to just focus on getting through the day. We don't really know, do we, um, when the quarantine and social distancing will end. I suspect that some of its more toxic elements are going to be present for a long time. But to quote Anne Lamott, describing the process of grief and mourning, she says this, quote, It's like having a broken leg that never heals perfectly, that still hurts when the weather gets cold, but you learn to dance with the limp. 
Maybe, in other words, that's the most that we can hope for. Thanks for listening to Mysteries of the Mind podcast. To learn more about how your unconscious mind really works, please tune in next time. And be sure to visit Dr. Bader's website at michaelbader.com.